0: Don Wad. This is Joy. And this is Clara. This is episode 295. This episode is sponsored by Kettlebell Kitchen. I'm so glad that they're a sponsor again. I love Kettlebell Kitchen so much that I really don't care if I sound like an infomercial.
1: They're so good. I know. And everyone's probably like, what do you mean again? You guys have been like posting their stuff every day because we've been yeah. eating their stuff every day. It's so good. It's so, so good. We love Kettlebell Kitchen. They are an amazing company to work with. Their food is so, so, so good. All of their meal packaging is compostable. It comes in like, or recyclable. It comes in cardboard. So you don't have to worry too much about throwing away a bunch of like little plastic trays, which I love. Um, So if you are in the market for some delicious food, like everyone is all the time.
0: (laughs) I hate delicious food.
1: (laughs) I hate delicious food. I I hate it when other people make me food that I can just heat up and eat. If that is you... I'm sorry. This product is not for you. Everyone else out there who's like, no, that's pretty much my jam. The one person out there who likes to eat dirt. Actually, that's a thing. Let's not get into that. Let's not
0: get into Um, that. That sounds like an episode of like my crazy obsession or whatever that is where people like eat Q-tips. No, like pregnant
1: women. Anyway. Okay. Um, (laughs) So especially if part of your New Year's resolution involves meal prep or involves just trying to get... You know, some some more nutrient dense food into your diet and an easy Balanced way.
0: meals. Balanced
1: meals. I didn't know what
0: balanced meals were. Like, I used to eat just like bowls of bananas for breakfast. And like, this really is a nice balance.
1: Yeah, this meal. is a great way to balance it out. Whatever your goals are for the new year, if any of them have to do with food, Kettlebell Kitchen, unless your diet, your <laughs> resolution's like eating more McDonald's. Yeah. Um, if any of them have to do with healthy food, then Kettlebell Kitchen is for you. Go to kettlebellkitchen.com. Discount code GGW, support the podcast, eat delicious food.
0: Or if your friend's having a baby soon and you want to just make life real easy for them and order them some delicious meals.
1: Oh my gosh. This I'm just saying, the thing.
0: I don't know just anyone saying. having a baby in like a month, <laughs> but if you had a friend,
1: just saying, if you guys want my address, just send me <laughs> ke- no, just kidding. Don't do that. I, I have, I'm I'm, I'm set for kettlebell kitchen.
0: Um, oh, but, but yeah, you guys, thank you so much for supporting the podcast.
1: It seriously is like the best thing you can yeah. do for someone if they've just had like, I, one of my friends had hip surgery last year. I sent her some kettlebell kitchen. Another one of my friends earlier this year had a baby in the NICU. I sent them some kettlebell kitchen. Like it's like a, a week of meal. It's yeah. so, and it's, yeah. Okay, you guys get it. We, Go you to get Kettlebell the point. Kitchen. You get the point. All the meals are delicious. Go order. Discount code GGW. Yay.
0: Yay, Kettlebell Kitchen. Thank you for supporting the podcast. So, happy new year, everyone. We hope that it's uh, been a couple days since you worked off your hangover, if you got real crazy, or maybe that you're just diving right into the new year with some good relaxing and board games and puzzles, whatever it was that you did, we hope it was really fun. Yes. And by the way, everyone who, we, uh, we talked about the Mummer's Day Parade last episode, and our good friend Megan was like, you just need to come, just come here. Like, I'm not just even trying to explain that.
1: Apparently, Mummer's Day Parade, apparently we did not. Which, why didn't we understand? ask her? <laughs> well we did and the end we were like we'll just have to go visit man.
0: yeah we're sure. gonna have to go visit but we did not get hate mail someone wrote and said oh my gosh how much hate mail did you get about saying that and i'm like we didn't really say anything bad about it but it, we didn't get any hate mail which again just proves that we have the best <laughs> listeners ever because True. we just don't get hate mail except when you post random things every once in a blue moon <laughs> anyway so you guys are getting over a really bad sickness the, yes, the Cook, the cook family you, is not doing well.
1: The Cook family, the Hay family, nobody in my family <laughs> escaped this. And it's like been going around it's sweet. it's the, the sweeping the nation. It's the puking sensation that's sweeping the nation. If you
0: There's just plastic were bowls hit. by by beds all over the yes. country.
1: It really is. Everyone's like, oh my gosh. Like I posted something about it on Instagram stories. And so many people were back there were like, we had that last week. We had that two weeks ago. We just had that Wednesday. So if you also have gotten the great Christmas stomach bug of 2018, I'm there with you. We're just, Our family is just getting over it. My little like one-year-old niece had it. At Christmas and she was puking and everyone just thought like, oh, baby's puke. Like not a big deal. We don't have to worry about this. So everyone was just passing her around, you know, holding her and everyone got it. <laughs> it was, she was patient zero big time. Ugh. And like Ugh. we're talking, I can think of almost probably like a dozen people in my family who got hit this week with it. That's so, crazy. It's just that stuff is
0: so, so contagious. It makes me scared when pregnant people get sick. Because like, what yeah. do you do? Like, you're losing fluids. Like, You can barely eat soup as it is. Like, what, I know. What do you it have to do big to be deal. careful?
1: It's a big deal. Like, it, it being dehydrated can put you into early labor. Ugh. So, for this particular virus, it really was just like one day of getting hit hard. And then like, you could kind of... But if I go... And as, you, as everyone on this podcast already knows, I've been to the ER a couple of times for fluids yeah. this pregnancy, because of that exact reason. So the rule for most people is tw- if you had 24 hours where you have not even been able to keep water down, you need to go in. For pregnant women, it's more like 12 to 18 hours. Um, especially like, you take into account, you know, well, I ate really well and did fine yesterday, and then it just hit me. Or if it's like, no, it's been a couple days that my intake's been really low, and then like the last 12 hours has been, has been nothing. So you have to kind of weigh all of that. For me, I really just got hit where I couldn't keep anything down for like one night. And then the next day, I could start drinking water and stuff. And then I almost thought, or I tried to go to an IV bar, and they were like, oh, we don't, we can't take pregnant women unless you have a doctor's note. Oh, really? which I gotta get because like it's a high liability to treat program and they were like you know well and like they don't have a a doctor on staff it's just like paramedics you know who are starting your IV for you right and so they're like if you're if you like come in with a note from your doctor saying that like they approve this then we can do it but then because then the liability is on my doctor and I'm sure it's just like an insurance thing I get it but so that was kind of my backup was that I was going to go to one of those IV bars but anyway yeah so definitely there's more so you're getting over
0: that okay that's not and fun. For a little
1: Miles had it. It's the saddest thing when toddlers are oh, pukey. Oh
0: God! Because they don't get it. They don't get it, and then like they're just like they're looking at you like what's what's happening to my right, body why am I and in vomit? oh it's so and you sad. Know, like,
1: you know that feeling right before you throw up that's yes. like super
0: intense. Yeah, they don't know what that means. They don't know what that means,
1: and so they don't know like I have to like lean over and throw up into something they just no, puke all it over. it just themselves. comes
0: out yeah yeah Aww. and then
1: they're cr- gross and covered in it oh it
0: just breaks my heart I yeah know,
1: it was so, sad. <laughs> so we had him like set up on his little bed we like had the towels yeah. every, i mean you know every single person whether you are a mom or had a mom or ever have had the stomach flu you know what i'm talking about where it's just like towels and bowls everywhere oh <laughs> like please throw up on something that's not your mattress
0: yeah so that was our night a couple nights Poor ago. Buddy. Anyway, but we're on mend. On the mend. Okay. Well, I'm glad you guys are feeling better. Um, I have a couple updates as far as like, not even related to being sick, but <laughs> related to <laughs> to uh, a couple things I saw on social media this week that I was like, this is really weird. Did you see the post I made about Lindsay Lohan doing like a beach house yeah, reality, a reality show? show? I was like, okay, so the reason why we saw this was because Scott and I were watching, I don't know what night it was this week. We were just like flipping around the channels and the 90s video channel came on. It was like some old MTV channel that was like just, just straight 90s videos. And Scott and I were just laughing so hard. I mean, we were watching it for probably an hour of just straight 90s videos. And he's like... I cannot believe like the nine inch nails video. And then we got into like all the great people of the nineties and what happened to them. And then all of a sudden this commercial comes on of Lindsay Lohan's beach house show reality show. And I'm like, how did I not th- know this was going to happen? Because um, they're
1: only showing that commercial on the nineties. On the video 90- And I'm just like,
0: well, oh, <laughs> I'm so sad. Like I just, I really want her to have a comeback. It's like a good eat, comeback. Man.
1: That I feel like a reality show about your Mykonos beach house or not Mykonos where was it I think it was Should- Mykonos oh. I don't know
0: yeah so I mean why not yeah. just
1: ride out that meme as long as you can
0: yeah the yeah.
1: dancing meme yeah
0: and then the heels is having a comeback which I know that's kind of like been not huge news for like the past you,
1: yeah we've you've known few that.
0: months but I'm just real excited about that but also like really disappointed that I'm excited about that because just, I mean like-
1: you have been an outspoken. <laughs> Uh, I'm a Hills Hills, fan. Yes.
0: Yeah. You're
1: not just jumping on the bandwagon. This has been a long time coming for you.
0: Yeah. Anyway, I just want to do public service announcement for people who also are very excited about (laughs) that news because, I mean, it is pretty big. It's a big deal um, if you're into the Hills. And then I just wanted to...
1: It's kind of a big deal.
0: Yeah. Uh, I also just wanted to uh, comment a couple comments that we got after last week's. We were... I guess not sure. I don't know what I was expecting for comments from people last week. I like didn't know if I was I didn't know if we were going to get hate mail or people like freaking out about the email that we we read last week, but we got some really respectful comments and people who were just like, "Yeah, this is this is really I don't want to say well done because like we didn't do anything. We just got a really smart email to bring up this discussion and have this topic uh, talked about. Um, But someone wrote in and said, I think we can disagree with people and corporations on their politics and still recognize their opinion is valid and doesn't make them immoral or stupid. Thank you for accepting discussion on differing opinions and values and how we can still listen to each other and be friends with those who disagree with our political learnings. Leanings, Sorry, learnings. And then someone else said, what a beautifully written email. I share her view, and I have unfollowed most of CrossFit athletes. I used to be inspired by them, but now their lifestyle and views seem so divergent than mine. I find too uncomfortable, that I find too uncomfortable uncomfort- to look at. I also believe in equality, diversity, so I will not criticize their views. They are allowed to express themselves, but I won't condone them by liking their posts. Thank you for discussing this topic in such a kind and sensible manner. Yeah, I just, I really like what people are saying. And I think it's also very important to me to always make sure that I'm not coming across like... I guess, like walking the walk where I want to hear other, dif- I want to hear differing views, but I just get really scared when people kind of come at you with more of like an attack, what it feels like, instead of opening up for discussion. So someone wrote in in the email discussion line, because you know how last week we were talking about like how sometimes we'll get emails and I'm like, so afraid to open it because I'm like, oh, God, it'll say like last week's episode. And I'm like, oh, God, what are they going to say? <laughs> like, my reaction is like, panic. And her subject line was, I'm, I'm not here to yell at you. <laughs> It was so cute. Um, She just said, I want to say how much I love y'all's podcast. And by the way, I'm purposely leaving people's names out just because I never want to assume that you're okay with it. So I just, unless you really, really want your name to be read, then just please make sure you say that in the email. Uh, I want to say how much I love y'all's podcast. Second, I just wanted to address the podcast where the listener wrote in about politics and CrossFit. I live in the DMV. No, not the Department of Motor, Motor Vehicles, the DC, Maryland, and Virginia area. That's really cute. I didn't know that's what they called it. So you could say I'm very aware of our political climate, though I'm socially liberal, as F, I still don't really claim either political party. Though I believe the listener and I would have the same political views, I think it would be great for her to refer back to the episode with Chrissy King. That was probably one of my favorite guests you have had. She said a lot of things that I now apply to my daily life. It's also a great reminder that not everyone is supposed to think like you. That's why democracy is so great. Checks and balances. Have a safe and great new year. Keep doing what you're doing because y'all are changing lives. Thank you. That was a great email too. That really meant a lot to us. Um, so anyway, good discussion. I I really want to have Chrissy on again, like ASAP, because that was just such a, a good conversation to start. And I think we need to have more of those respectful conversations.
1: Yes. And I do really love it now when people send emails with subject lines that are like, don't delete this. I'm being nice. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, thank you for thank you for massaging our anxiety before we even get started.
0: Right. Exactly. <laughs> thank you for knowing what we need. Yeah. Oh exactly. Goodness. Um anyway, so thank you for that. I think we got um a couple things to cover today too, just as far as like it being the near. And Claire, did you decide on a word for the year for 2019?
1: I did. I feel like mine is like a little, not a cop-out, but I feel like everyone's going to be like, yeah, Claire, we all want that. Um, So my word is presence. So mine's going to be the year of presence. I think the reason that everyone's like, duh. I, I know, really I like just we,
0: want to make a joke about getting presents all year, which I would be amazing. I also want <laughs>
1: presents. Yes. Presents with a T. If you want to send me presents, I would like that as well. The year of presents. Which, side note. Christmas for toddlers is hysterical. Miles now thinks everywhere he goes, he gets presents. Oh, yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Anything yeah, wrapped he, as like, a gift, too, is like all fair game.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah. And he, he'll he like walk in the room. He's like, are there presents for me? Yeah. <laughs> like, we're at the store.
0: Yeah. If there's like a store with like fake presents or like
1: Oh yeah. That's, we'll just like I get to open have, that,
0: right? We
1: legitimately have like thirty immediate family members, right? Like there's so many people. So we've been to like so many places this week and every time, you know, there's five different houses that we've gone to for some sort of Christmas thing. And every time we walk into the house, they're like, Oh, Miles, here's your present And he's like, Oh, this is how the world works. Now. This is <laughs> I just get presents.
0: Wouldn't that be amazing? Oh it would be
1: like, Oh, Claire, we've been waiting for you. Here's your present. Here's, yeah. And, you know, so now Miles has, like, so many Lightning McQueens. It's great. Anyway, so, yes, presence and presence. Because I feel like the thing that I am – well, first of all, let's not beat around the bush here. I'm super scared of getting postpartum depression again. Like, yeah. I really don't want to have to go through that again. And there's yeah. yet I know there's nothing I can do about it. Like, I can't prevent it. There are things right. I can do about it if I get it, but I can't prevent it. And the biggest thing that stands out to me about what happened with Miles was that, like, I have – very few, I was just so checked out and not even checked out of like, like I was chemically almost checked out, you know, like I could not be present just based on what was going on with my brain chemistry. So I would really like for that to not happen. So this is my sort of way of saying, Hey universe, you can't do that to me because it's the year of presence. Um, but also I think with, you know, bringing a baby onto the scene, it's going to be harder than ever to really be Present in the moment. I think I will have a lot of um, temptation and opportunity to just sort of like be on my phone and check out because I'm going to be really overwhelmed. So, trying to be aware of that and not go down that road. And then also, I think, you know, I, th- like with all of that change comes the temptation. And, you know, I mean, like having two kids is going to be really hard. And I don't want to get into the mode of just like wishing it away or, you know, and, and like some of that is normal, you know, you can't be fully present for your entire children. You know, everyone's like, you're going to remember these little moments. And it's like, I just got puked on. Like, this is not the little moment I want to remember. Right. It's like checking out a little bit, like you have to cope. But I think I really just want to be present for my first year of having two kids. And I want to be present. Like I want, I guess what I also really mean by that is like, just letting this year be what it's going to be and being okay with that and just being present in the year without trying to overdo it or overthink it or over plan it and just like, you know, this year is going to be what it's going to be. It's going to be hard. It's going to be messy. There's a lot of things that could or might happen and might not happen. And I just want to be present for it.
0: Mm -hmm. And not have any massive expectations i think it's yeah, probably exactly. like the feeling in the pull after you have a baby is to kind of find this like new normal and f- and have your shit together and no matter how much we get the message that you don't have to get your body back. There's probably like that pull to feel like you just need to kind of like do something. I don't know. Like there's a lot of expectations that I think you can put on yourself.
1: Yep. And I think also like, you know, this past year was like my year of self. And I feel like I did a good job with that. Like my, I really spent a lot of time just doing what I personally needed. And because of that, I like haven't, didn't have a lot of, like if I look back on this year, like I didn't quote unquote like accomplish a whole lot. You know, like I tried a lot which was part of it, but I don't feel like, you know, I didn't um, get a new job. I didn't like, you know, just all these kinds of things where you kind of look at these benchmarks. A lot of those don't apply to me this year. I don't have them for this year. And so part of me at first when I was thinking, Oh, what do I want for 2019? I was like, Oh, I want like the year of accomplishment or like the year of like, you know, hustle or not. I hate that word, but you know, like I really want to, have this be the year that I like check off all these things and like the podcast gets really big and like we you know and then I was like who am I joking I'm gonna have a baby right (laughs) and I don't want to put that pressure on myself and so like this is going to be hopefully just the year of like yeah not having too many huge expectations for how it's gonna go and just letting myself kind of be there for whatever happens
0: which I think it's a good place to I think for anyone to be and I think a lot of people can relate to that and when you said like where people are going, duh, Claire, yeah, you're going to have to kind of just be present, is um, I think it's easy to I, – I see where you're coming from, but when I hear that, it's kind of like, yeah, I, I think that you're setting yourself up for success. And so – there are going to be days that are going to be hard. You don't know what to to expect. But if you're just kind of like, well, I just have to stay in the moment, like the other things will come. Like the big things that you want to have happen will happen because you're just kind of letting yourself be where you are. And like, not to sound wooey, but like things kind of tend to flow better when you're just letting go of the expectations. It's like when we have a tight grasp on things, like we've said over the years, it's like you get so focused on where you should be that you miss out on all the other opportunities that may be coming around you.
1: Yeah. And maybe like the year of living in the moment would be a better way of putting it. Like, sure. Yeah. Because, and I mean, even like just this past week, I deleted a Facebook app from my phone and my screen time is down 30% in one week. Oh, that's and amazing. And like, I don't even, I don't miss it at all. And the only reason I haven't downloaded Instagram is because you can't post to Instagram from desktop. But like, if I could post to Instagram from my desktop, I would delete Instagram from my phone too.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: because also like the time limit thing does not work. Mm-hmm. But, you know, and so th- I'm thinking about that. I'm thinking about like, you know, in those hard moments with, you know, when I'm going to have a baby who's crying and a toddler who wants my attention and Brandon's late home from work and it's late at night. And, you know, did I shower yesterday or a week ago? Like, I can't even <laughs> remember. And, um, you know, I want to kind of like not ha- not feel like I'm required to Oh, you know, soak in these moments. Like that's not a moment you want to soak in. But at the same time, like also have allow myself to have bad moments and allow myself to be present in bad moments. Because I think that's also the thing, like when we think of presence, like, we think of this like kind of glow, you know, oh, I'm so present right now. Like, I just want to be present for this moment. And it's you like think of like very... yoga
0: teachers being like, Any "Everyone, yes. just be present. And it's like, yeah, yeah, actually, you can still be present when you're just like hanging out. But or doing the dishes you can,
1: or you can be present in shitty moments, too. Like you totally can, like, let yourself feel shitty. Yeah. And, you know, and not try to gloss over it and be present for like the crap too. And like, you know what? I feel like crap and I'm going to, and that's what this moment is about. And I'm just going to let myself feel like crap and I'm not going to hide it and I'm not going to mask it and I'm not going to check out. And I think that's the biggest thing is like, no matter what you're feeling or what you're going through, just trying to not check out.
0: Mm -hmm. And I think um, the, like the whole piece of, people don't want to tolerate negative emotions, like negative emotions feel bad. We don't like to feel negative emotions. But it's a part of the human experience that I don't think a lot of us really were built or had an influence growing up to have really good coping skills, which is why people numb out. And so learning how to be like, whoa, this is really crappy right now. This really sucks right now. And knowing that that's a part of the human experience that you cannot bypass is so important. It's so important to like, get used to feeling shitty, if that sounds like kind of backwards, but get used to it, because then you're kind of like, yeah, this is a part of the human experience. We cannot bypass this at all. Um, It's not forever. It's not forever. And that's the piece that we have to remind ourselves. It's like, this is temporary. Every single feeling is temporary, even happiness sadness, everything is temporary. It's constantly changing and evolving. So if we expect that that's a part of the human experience that when it comes up, and when it's like super intense, I know it's really hard to just kind of like say this now when I'm not in it. But I think that's a really good one, Claire. I think that's a really good one.
1: Yes, thank you. Yeah, very good at this.
0: Well, the other thing too, is like when we're when we're doing that whole, like, kind of like put a shiny spin on it we're really dismissing the fact that we need to have a whole spectrum of feelings as humans. So like just dismissing it and trying to be positive is really, I don't know. It's, it's, it's just as evil as just being like, I don't want to feel crappy. It's trying to like make yourself feel, self feel happy when you're trying to just process through crappy.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Like you need to just, all of the emotions need to be felt. Yeah. Even though feeling some of them is less fun than feeling others of them. Yeah. But, yeah, I think my biggest hope for this year is to not be numb, and yeah. not and like maybe I'll get postpartum depression again, and that will suck. Yeah, and if that happens, then we'll deal with it. But then we'll deal with it. Yeah. What's yours?
0: Well, I cannot think of one word, but if you if the listeners can think of a good one for raising the bar, <laughs> that's really my the the feeling that I want to feel for the year is to not underestimate myself. So that's whatever word you want to think of that is what I'm going to be going for for 2019. Now, that doesn't mean, raising the bar does not mean (sighs) I'm going to have all these great accomplishments in 2019. Like, that's definitely not what I'm meaning. What I'm meaning is, where am I selling myself short with even daily thoughts? So, for instance, lately I've been thinking a lot about, like, how you and I always talk on this podcast about, or over the five years, not lately, but... (laughs) I think the past five years, I've seen this evolution of us being like, how do we build a healthy relationship with health and fitness and wellness? And lately, I've been feeling like old thoughts coming back where I'm like, I just don't feel good. This time of year is just really hard for me emotionally. But like how you said, where I tend to want to just kind of gloss over it. And I think on this podcast, sometimes it... I hope I don't come across as like I've got my crap together with diet and exercise because just the other day I was thinking, I'm like, I don't have it together yet. Like I don't always feel good. I don't feel confident um in my skin every day and I don't want to pretend like that's like a book that's closed. And so I think just having this discussion of like raising the bar is going, I'm going to accept that that's a part of my being, but how can I continue to, Um, be nicer to myself of be like, I'm going to keep letting go of those negative emotions and those negative thoughts that come in almost every day. So I think that that's like an example of it's not something tangible that I'm wanting to do all these great accomplishments of like raising the bar 2019. I'm going to like, you know, do all these checks and balances of like, uh, chasing these wild dreams. It's like just on a daily basis, I think sometimes I sell myself short but I don't talk about it and I certainly know my limits of like what I feel comfortable talking about on the podcast but I think this was a moment like even this morning before we were recording where I was like oh I kind of have to be honest about this like this is not something that's really gone and that's okay but it's it's uh I think the the other thing is when we were asking for questions on our Instagram yesterday someone was like how do you stop thinking about food all the time and I was like, yeah, it's a good question. I think there's a lot of people that are still caught up in that. And I don't, I didn't know the answer to that. I was like, because I still feel like that sometimes. I don't know. So I think that's kind of where I'm starting. Where do I sell myself short with how I think about myself and what I can accomplish both internally, externally? I don't know. I feel like that's just like all over the map, but that's kind of what I've been thinking about lately.
1: No, I think that's good. I think you have to start with yourself. Like if you were to be like, I don't, you know, where am I selling myself short? I don't know. You you really just have to start with like the internal stuff. And I think for us in particular, the diet and exercise component is so close to the surface all the time just because... It's what we're always thinking about. It's what we're talking about a lot. It's like what we see because it's kind of the stuff that the people we surround ourselves with, like it's definitely the world that we live in. Mm -hmm. And so a lot of that is, um, you know, it's kind of our our topic that we've picked, believe it or not, since we have a podcast where that's like most of what we talk about or part of what we talk
0: about. (laughs) Well, I think the other thing that I was thinking about was I'm 41, right? So I was like, oh, isn't there a part in my life where I should be over this? Like that was something that was coming up for me. I was like, at what point, at what age do you think that like you're just tired of feeling this way, whether it be, I don't know, whatever it is, like my nail beds suck. At what point do you feel like you should be over that? And there's some belief in my head that like at my age I should be o- I should be starting to get over that where I'm like, okay, I'm 41. Like this is really stupid. It feels it feels immature. It feels like you know, you have better things to worry about at this age. And I'm not saying it's like a like constant tape, but when they come in, you're kind of like, oh, you again? Like, do I really, ha- am I really still thinking about this? Like little things, like I'll be at the grocery store and you start to like read the labels and be like, oh, I can't really, I can't have that. And I'm like, wait, what am I thinking? Like those little things of like, oh, it has too many calories or whatever bull crap that you're like really conditioned to think about is exhausting. And I think there's kind of like that level of like, am I still doing that? It's so annoying. Like I get annoyed with myself. So yet again, conversation that probably will keep going as long as we yeah. have this podcast.
1: But that's even that in and of itself is an evolution. Like I think when you're first, when you first start to to notice those things, they feel very urgent. You're like, oh my gosh, like I shouldn't be eating that. Like, or, you know, you notice those things about your body and they feel like really profound and big and major. And so, you know, you go off and like change your whole lifestyle to try to keep yourself from feeling that way. And then you realize like, wait a minute, I can't keep my like the only, you know, these external things are not responsible for me feeling this way. I'm responsible for me feeling this way. And then that's like its whole five year process in and of itself is that is like, that you know realization like i'm responsible for me feeling this way it has nothing to do with the labels it has nothing to do with other people totally it has nothing to do with the calories or the macros like it's me it's me and i get to make this choice okay so that's like literally takes five years or more or a lifetime or a lifetime yeah and then if you get to the other side of that then it's like okay now what because there's all this space that i have been dedicating for so long to worrying about this and that space is still there like I have to, I feel like I have to fill it with something. So what do I fill it with now?
0: Yeah. And it's back to the Cherie Chan bucket stuff. Like it's all about the buckets. And I am realizing that too of, oh, this is still there. It's fine. I notice it, but I'm just, I think where I'm shocked is like, why am I still having these thoughts every once in a blue moon? Or like, why am I still blah, blah, blah. But
1: right. Because your, your brain has been doing it for so right, long. For so long. That like, yeah, it's like the same exact thing, you know, it's like any habit. It's become yeah. a habit. Right. And, you know, you don't, I think like for a lot of us, and I think when people say like, well, how do I stop thinking about food all the time? It's like, well, realize what it is. It's a habit. And you yeah. ha- it's a habit you have to break. And, you know, think about it as like almost an addiction. Like your brain has gotten into the routine of doing it so strongly that you have it's not just going to go away because you want it to go away you're going to have to work at breaking that habit in the same way you'd have to work at quitting smoking or quitting biting your nails or i mean smoking might be a bad cuz there's like nicotine right. involved but like right. you, at, you know not biting your nails or at not checking instagram every time you get on your phone whatever right. it is like right. You have to be really conscious about it. And when you notice yourself doing it or wanting to do it, what can you replace that with?
0: Right. And I think the thing that's really important for me, for people to know, and what just drives me nuts about people who are like fake Instagram therapists who think that they can coach you on how to have a positive body image, is that you have to have this journey on your own that you have to write down the beliefs about yourself. Like what are your, what are your beliefs that you have around food and how are you raised? Like there's a whole like slew and spectrum of things that you can go into that I think really require possibly, you know, talking to a professional about this. But I think that, um, You know, it's just important for me, I think, to kind of bring up again because I've noticed it rearing its ugly head a little bit more than usual. And it's really funny because I notice it's almost like the exact same time of year when it happens, which, honest to God, this is a weird like parallel, but this is the same time when I started counting macros like four years ago. So I'm like, hmm, coincidence? Like,
1: <laughs> well, I think that it's a common time, you know, it's like holidays, it's the new yeah. year, like new year, new you, Joy.
0: New, yeah new year new year which is so funny because i yeah i um uh right,
1: you posted on insta stories you're like who else hates new yeah, year? yeah well
0: it was just one of the cute little trainers at oh, i love him so much at Fitwall. his name is jake isn't he the one your mom loves too
1: the dancer yes yes he's like a him. broadway so star to the, and he's to the mornings. Oh,
0: he's so great i love well, him because so my much. mom
1: was a da- was a broadway dancer yes and so she like he explains things in the way that she can totally like get yes. them because he was a, you know and so she and she just loves him. And so she's like, I'm so jealous Joy gets him now. Cause oh. so my mom goes the same fit wall as Joy, but she goes in the evenings and Joy goes in the mornings. So yeah. she's like, oh, I'm so jealous that Joy has Jake in Jake. the mornings.
0: Jake. Yeah. And Jake is like this 22 year old cutie patootie. He's kind of like a Jonathan Van like just the most adorable thing in the world. And he always talks on his little microphone. He's like, New year, new you. I hate that. If anyone says that to me, I'm going to shoot him in the face. I'm like, Yeah, I actually really hate that. Wait, did he say that? Yeah, he did. He did say that. Yeah, anyway, um, he says that to me, I'm
1: going to shoot him in the face. Yeah, he
0: was, he's, so oh he's so funny. He's uh. so funny. He's just the cutest. Anyway, but yeah, I mean, I think it's just like that whole piece of the new year and like we're kind of surrounded by it. And, you know, I've just noticed that this is the time of year that probably gets a little more intense. But the thing that's really been helping me is A, this community and like knowing that we're all in this together and I'm probably not alone in feeling this way. And that also it's it really is just fear, right? It's silly fear of like, I, I know people who feel this way. And that the thing that's like, going to be the worst thing ever is like, Oh, but if I let go of this control, like my life's going to go down the tubes, or I'm going to be, uh, you know, going off the deep end. It's like, no, because extremes are not meant to be long-term and like happiness lives like right in the middle. It's like the same thing with our feelings. Like we have happy, sad, we have this whole spectrum of emotions. It's the same thing with our health and that we have to understand that like our bodies are constantly evolving. I'm not going to be a broken record with that. I've said all that before, but I think like, I just want to kind of put that out there, especially with my, sorry, I got so off the rails with like raising the bar, but it was just, that was something that kind of came up with me with uh vengeance as far as like, whoa, I'm really selling myself short that I, a, think that I'm over this and B, I can do better. I can do better. It's not like I'm, I don't think I'm a bad person for having these feelings. It's just like, oh, I can do better. Like, this is something that I can work on. Yeah. I mean, I don't think you have to apologize
1: for like r- recognizing a behavior that you don't want and want right. to get rid of it. <laughs> right. Yeah.
0: Right. And so some people the bar. might
1: be like, you know what? I don't like, I have that behavior and I don't, and it's doesn't bother me. Right. right.
0: Cool. Yeah. yeah moving on so moving if on. you
1: have a word for 2019 we'd love to hear it yes we have really liked doing work so last year was the first time that you had did a word i've been doing this now for a couple of years we just feel like for us this is our a way that works for us right now for new year's resolutions which if you don't even care about new year's resolutions at all don't feel like you need to do this or mm-hmm. don't feel like well and claire did a word for us we liked having something to, you know, kind of focus on for the year. And this has been a good way to do it. You know, it's like a big enough theme that you can kind of just take it with you throughout the whole year. And, you know, if a big decision comes up or if something is kind of starting to feel weird in your life, you can kind of go back to this word and say, am I being present or am I raising the bar? And...
0: It's like a base camp.
1: Yeah. Oh, my gosh.
0: <laughs> oh, man. Which I was at... um feral yesterday which is this awesome like outdoor local shop in denver and they had this really cute journal what did you just drink something bad
1: (laughs) yeah sorry i like this is like the third time so i brandon brought me some tea he's great thank you thank you brandon but it's the kind that you have to like steep yourself and he Mm. oversteeped it and Uh, it's really bitter bitter yeah and so i just gotta (laughs) go add some honey to it before i keep drinking okay okay (laughs) i'll stop making that face
0: Um, Anyway, Farrell. So I was at Farrell, and they had this really cute journal. It was like this leather-bound, very rustic-looking journal that had – it was like base camp notes or something. And I'm like, ooh, what if we had a journal for our health base camp? But inside it was really cool. They had like – They had like a map of all the places you want to visit. And then they had all these like inspiration things of maybe things you want to check off your bucket list, like parks you want to visit, uh, you know, wonders of the world, like just kind of suggestions. I'm like, that is really cute. It's kind of like all these things you could do and adventures you could go on. It was adorable. Maybe it made me think of our health, health base, health base camp. (laughs) Um, Okay. Can we do some quick rapid fire questions from people? Yes. People really want to know about your baby name, which I know you're not going to just like, I I know you've like put out a lot of questions about, yeah,
1: yeah. where are you with the process? So a lot of people were like, oh my gosh, when you said that you were going to announce the name, we thought you were talking about the name of your baby. No, no, no. It's a challenge, which kind of a baby. Um, We don't know. We, I would say we have like a top 10, but it, even that I feel like is changing. Like I, like right now I feel pretty good about like a top, our top three, but I know it will probably change again. I mean, we still have like six, Weeks or more to go.
0: Yeah. I feel like it's going to change when you have her. Like, it's like with Miles. Like, I feel like you're just going to have this, like, clarity.
1: Miles was barely in our top five. And when he, because, like, when he was, um, when I was pregnant with him, We thought we were going to name him Archer. And then he was born and Miles was like on the list somewhere. And Brandon took one look at him and was like, that that baby is Miles. Yeah. And so we'll just kind of have to see. Um, I really wanted to pick a name early so bad. And it just hasn't happened. So yeah. And I didn't. I don't want to force it. You can't force it. No. So you know, still open to ideas. If you guys want to DM us some of your favorite baby names, I also just in general love hearing people's favorite baby names. Yeah. I feel like it says so much about someone. Like it does. Well, and also so many people. There's this like huge revolu- re- revolution. Yeah. Uh-huh. Of really old fashioned baby names. Like I asked for um, suggestions on my Facebook page, and all of them were like Edith and mave and yeah these old like really old-fashioned baby names that even like five years ago or 10 years ago people would have been like that's so old-fashioned but now it's like
0: which cool i and, love because like yeah. i love my grandma's names my grandma's were clara and may and i just so love those cute. names those are
1: so cute mm-hmm. my grandma's had like really old or my great-grandma's had really old-fashioned names they're like mabel and what was the other one mabel and Maud, maybe was the oh, other one i love Maud and so i'm not super i'm not like quite as on board with like the really old-fashioned names but i still love hearing them because i'm like mm-hmm. oh can you just yeah. imagine this like little baby like enid
0: i love the name enid yeah they're, so cute. they're all great names
1: yes mm. um okay. so you know if you have one that's like burning you up inside dm it to me
0: okay i really want to talk about this like on the next episode because we don't have a ton of time left but Lindsay wants to know talk more about marriage challenges just so we don't feel alone. And I was like, oh, we really need to bring that back of like constantly talking about how sometimes you just want to, you just want to like rip your partner's head off and that's okay. Like there's days where you want to like yesterday, Scott and I were driving around and he was like yelling at me because I wasn't parking in the right spot and I just like lost it. Like... (laughs) wanted to like i slammed the door i walked like 10 feet in front of him for like a good five minutes and then i was like okay i'm over it but like you really pissed you really pissed me off (laughs)
1: brandon got super mad at me two nights ago because i made him go with me to my brother was having like a like you know the fifth christmas dinner we've been to this week and there was gonna be like a photographer there oh wow that they they like they were like we're gonna have a family photographer but then they didn't plan on our whole family getting the flu oh the stomach flu and so everyone was there we're all kind of like we're here let's do like, this is Wah. fine. And, um, Brandon thought he was going to get out of it. And then I made some comment like, well, he was like, well, we'll see how I'm feeling. And I was like, well, it looks like you're feeling fine. Cause he was like doing something else that he wanted to do. And he yeah. just kind of like, and he immediately knew like, I have to go. Uh, and then we were getting ready to pull out to leave. And, and he got into the passenger seat and I was like, wait, am I driving? And he went, yeah, do you mind? And I was like, I already went to the airport and back to pick up your sister this morning. Will you drive? And he just like sc- got out, slammed the door, like, <laughs> walked around the car, uh, opened the door. <laughs>
0: the Passive aggressive, like, <laughs> yeah, anger. Like, I do that all uh, the time. Yeah. yeah. Like
1: the, you know, ha- aggressive walking. Like, oh yeah. Uh, aggressive uh,
0: walking. Uh, I'm an aggressive door slammer. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> I was like, Uh, well yeah I I showed you (laughs) anyway oh man so it still happens especially around the holidays yeah
0: it definitely happens
1: I got super mad last week two weeks ago now like a week and a half ago because I I did all the Christmas shopping like Uh Brandon did not buy any of his own family's gifts I bought them all wrapped them all mailed them all and then like two days before Christmas he's like wait you and I aren't exchanging gifts are we and I was like I got you stuff (laughs) and and he was like oh like and then on Christmas morning, you know Christmas morning or because we did Christmas and Christmas Eve yeah like that was the thing he was like well you didn't give me enough notice I was like Christmas is the same day every year (laughs) how much notice do you need like I bought Christmas presents for everyone in your family and you did not get me anything (laughs) Like, you you literally did not buy one gift. Like, what? Anyone this entire season. I need more notice. Me. This is way yeah. too stressful. I need more notice. It's like, you've had your whole life to, play, like, you, you know, on Christmases. So, yeah, anyway, yeah. I was like so passive aggressive about oh, that. Oh,
0: my gosh. You didn't give yeah. me enough
1: notice. Enough notice for what? Yeah. We didn't talk about not doing presents. You yeah. just thought we weren't.
0: Baby Jesus comes around, same time. Right. His every birthday year. is the same
1: day every year <laughs> since the last 2019 years. <laughs>
0: oh my gosh yeah so we should definitely if you guys you know what i'm really um i'm really intrigued by people's lives as you know if you want to email us your marriage challenges we will happily discuss them and relate to them we will
1: happily air your dirty laundry for you we will not
0: air your dirty laundry but we'll just say okay here's how we can relate to this scenario (laughs) and we'll continue to bring up our our marriage hacks because my goodness it is like well it's funny because lately so scott's had like the past two weeks off because his work really wraps up at the end of the year and it's just lovely for him but i cannot tell you how passive aggressive i get at like 8 a.m when i'm leaving and he's still in bed and i'm like they're still sleeping <laughs> like shut the door really. <laughs> I'm like, but he earned it and he works really hard. But still, it's kind of like one of those things where you just kind of. Marriage is hard, you guys. Marriage is a trip.
1: Living with someone who you're supposed to like all the time.
0: Yeah. Is and very difficult. It's really hard. And I still look at posts on Instagram of people who appear to have like these squeaky clean, picture perfect relationships. And I'm like, that's not real. And. It's kind of weird and bizarre that you put on this facade that it's like, I don't know, like air you dirty like the laundry people, every once in a while.
1: <laughs> the people who are like, every morning I wake up loving you more than I did the oh, day before. I'm like, that is not true. No. Have you seen the one that's like, I love the, the meme that's like, I love my husband more every day than the day before, except yesterday when you were breathing really loud while you were eating? <laughs> like, that, ah. that is real. <laughs>
0: that is so real it's Ugh. so real but i mean truly at the, at the end of the day like that's what makes us stay married is the fact that we can be like oh my gosh i want to kill you some days but because we can laugh at
1: that why are you breathing so loud Do you just breathe is, quieter just breathe like, quieter you're getting mad at me for breathing no i'm just getting mad at you for breathing loud
0: <laughs>
1: it's fine i totally haven't had this fight recently
0: no not at all <laughs> I know. I was trying to think of like something funny that Scott does. It's not like coming to the top of my head. I know it's there, but anyway. Besides the fact that he scares the shit out of me every time he sneezes, because he's got like the loudest sneeze in you Have you talked about that before? It, have you ever heard him sneeze? It is yeah, the loud, it is aggressive. It is so loud. It comes like, and it, there's no wind do, up.
1: Do, there's no way that you, that has to be that loud.
0: No, there's no wind up. You have no. You have no idea it's coming. Anyway. God, he's probably like sitting outside the room right now. Going to be so he's mad at
1: me. Because now, now he like thinks that you talk bad about it. Yeah, him.
0: totally. It's yeah. the
1: equivalent of like if someone were standing right behind you and they like dropped
0: something really big. That's exactly how it is. And yeah. like all the You're animals like, huh. just run away because they're just
1: like... <laughs> yeah, it just comes out of nowhere. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> okay. Someone asks, experiences with moving on from toxic relationships when it's a close relationship. So, this person asked about a romantic relationship because I had to clarify. I was like, are you talking about a friendship? Or are you talking about a romantic relationship? And she said, a rom- let's go with romantic relationships because she's like, because that seems a little more prevalent in her life right now. Um, toxic relationships, my goodness, like, I think a lot of times in, The time when I think back of my experience for staying in a toxic relationship is when I was like – I'm afraid that I can't find anything better than this because, like, when you're with someone, it's kind of scary to think about starting all over again if you've invested so much time that you feel like pressure of like trying to make a relationship work. So I feel like,
1: yeah, and I that's think, probably like, a,
0: v- a pretty common reason why people stay is they're like, well, I've invested so much time, and I also don't think I can find anything better than this. Right,
1: I don't want like the last, I don't want the last two, three, five, ten years to have been a waste. Well, first of all, there are a lot of different ways that relationships can be toxic, and so it kind of. Depends on that a little bit. But for me, honestly, like the only way that I've ever had success with moving on is just completely cutting it off. I cannot have that person a little bit in my life. Like I have to just, nope, you know, maybe I'll like talk to you in a year. And that can be really scary because also usually that person takes up a lot of space in your life. Mm-hmm. So all of a sudden it's like, what am I going to do with all that space? Right. And like, who are you? Who am I going to text? Who am I going to like hang out with? So yeah, I would say, definitely my experience has been, you have to just completely give yourself, you know, completely walk the other way. And I think the other thing too, is like, you know, you never want to leave the door open, because then especially if that person is toxic, they are going to just needle at you forever. But if you, in your own mind can say, listen, like, I'm going to completely cut it, like, I'm, I'm completely ending this and cutting it off. I'm, you know, telling this person, hey, we're done, like, you know, I have no intention of getting back together with you. This isn't working. You're out of my life. I think you will quickly like, I mean, there's always sort of that like back, like kind of whiplash feeling of like, wait, what did I just do? But I think like in your gut, you know that that's what needs to be done. And then a year from now, or even a month from now, like if you do feel like there's a space in your life to have that person there in a healthy way, you can always explore that in the future. But like at the, at the beginning, you have to just be very clear and very, very black and white.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think without knowing more about the situation, so I won't go into too much detail, but I think that there's just to think about relationships working, like you are bringing two humans together to try and make something work for a long time. Like That's nearly impossible. The fact that we even partner up is a miracle. I think that, and even staying together is a miracle. So I think that just knowing too, that if you're just waking up every day with that pit in your stomach and you're like, this just isn't working, like listen to that and distance will always give you the answers. So like Claire said, you have to you have to understand and like take that risk that I would rather find out instead of just like continuing to live in kind of a pretty, like mom Sandy always talks about, talks about like comfortable ruts, like even though, you know, it's kind of a little warm, cozy pocket of, of a rut. You've, you've made it comfortable, but you know it's still a rut, like the edges are still there. And you're kind of like, well, it's comfortable, but it still feels like a rut. Like you you have to get out of that just to know that you will have more perspective when you get out of it. You always have more perspective. So whether it be a relationship or a romantic, like a friendship or a romantic relationship, I feel like just getting that time away gives you fresh eyes. And then you can be like, oh, this is how it's supposed to feel when I'm away from that person. It's never, it's never pleasant. And like we were talking about earlier, like bad feelings are bad feelings and they feel crappy and it's going to hurt. And I think we try to avoid those situations. So maybe you're trying, maybe you're avoiding, like, are you an avoider? Are you someone who doesn't like conflict? Like, guess what? We got to grow up and learn how to deal with relationships and be confrontational and like stand up for yourself and say, this isn't working for me and here's why. And it doesn't have to be like this big blowout. But like, same thing with friendships. Like there's been friends in my life where I'm like, oh, this just isn't working for me anymore. And I've kind of like, I think friendships are a little easier to kind of like phase out. Like you just kind of stop talking to them. But obviously in a romantic relationship, you're just like, "Mm, no, this is not working for me. And getting that distance is going to give you some better answers. But just know it's not going to be fun. But you deserve better if like you feel like this is just truly a rut. Comfortable ruts are not like...
1: Well, I think that's a good point, too, Like, it's not going to be fun. Like, I think just like anything, you know, we tend to tell ourselves that, well, if this is the right decision, then it's going to be easy. Like, that could not be further from the truth for a lot of decisions in life. Like, I think people will say, like, well, you know, because you know when it's the right decision, because, like, you know, you, like, it might not feel exactly, like, 100% the right decision when you do it. But I think over time, like, you know in the pit of your stomach what the right answer is. And yeah, if you, it's, it's not going to be easy. Like, that's not how you know that it's the right decision is because it's going to be easy. Like, right. Or, yeah, you know, because you know, and even right. if it's going to be hard.
0: Yeah. Okay. Should we do one more? Yes. Oh, these questions are, are real thinkers. Favorite book of 2018. My favorite book of 2018 was Michelle Obama's Becoming for sure. Every single
1: person listening is like, we know. Yeah. Yeah, mine for was. Sure. I really liked the book Educated. Um it did you ever read that book?
0: I have it in my Audible. I did not read it yet.
1: It's good. The uh, the narrator is okay. Okay. She does like weird accents for the characters that aren't necessary. Okay. But it's she's fine. Yeah. Um so the book is about this like this woman who was raised in this very very sort of bizarre family. They're fundamentalist Mormons, but they're like preppers and so doomsday preppers doomsday preppers and so they are they live like very very isolated don't trust really anyone definitely don't trust the government you know don't trust like any they don't take medication they don't like you know they homeschool like super 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 just isolated Mm -hmm. from normal society and then she ends up like kind of getting out of there and going to BYU which like opens her eyes and now she has a PhD from Oxford like so it's just very interesting she kind of looks back on her childhood and realizes like wow this was really bizarre Mm -hmm. and um so it's just a very very interesting basically autobiography but from a perspective you don't get a lot in the sense that like she grew up in that world and now lives in a completely different world and so it just she has a very interesting perspective
0: I also liked I got a cheat and pick another one is um oh that bacon looks so good
1: (laughs) just a good bite of bacon Brandon brought me some bacon thanks brandon
0: (laughs) he heard us talking about him and he's like i'll bring her bacon this will make up for the gifts (laughs) anyway it worked i am going to cheat and say i also love i'll be gone in the dark by michelle mcnamara god because i've just been obsessed this whole year with the golden state killer case and paul holes who's like my mom and i when we when They were here for Christmas. We watched this, like, I don't know, it was like investigation channel series about the Golden State Killer with Paul Holes. And my mom and I were just like, Paul Holes, Paul Holes. We were kind of like having this moment, which I know everyone who is listening, who also listens to My Favorite Murder. Yes, I know their obsession uh, and the hashtag Hot for Holes. So that was um, really funny. But he lives in Colorado Springs now. So I may just try to stalk him and be like, Paul Holes. That story, if you guys have not heard about it, is just Fantastic. It's amazing. It's amazing that he investigated that for like 24 years and finally got it solved. Okay, moving on. I'm not going to geek out about that. So, that's our favorite book of 2018. Uh, Also, really quick, are you doing a January Whole 30? No, we are not. Please feel free to do that on your own. And if we are doing anything health related, it will be our Health Base Camp, which hopefully will be coming soon. Uh, last but not least this question is what is the mo- <laughs> what is something you're most proud of in 2018 so I try not to talk in extremes because I truly really feel like pressure to pick one thing is like just extreme too immense for me to like wrap my head around but i think probably why did
1: you say the biggest question for last always yeah because
0: that's i'm doing because (laughs) i'm never gonna change like don't change hashtag don't change a thing i will always do this oh and by the way i'm gonna probably do this for episode 300 when everyone comes and sees it live so just expect this like big bombshell of a question right before we end 2018 like something i'm proud of i am proud of my job I, l- I made a lot of really good moves in my job this year and I was really proud of myself for that without like going into detail, but I just did a lot of really big things that I was scared of doing and um, kind of had conversations that were really difficult and I'm just proud of myself for getting through that. Like on a professional level, I'm just really proud of, I can't help but keep thinking of Iceland. I'm like so proud that we have gotten to a point where we get to travel places and meet people and have just such cool people come into our lives because of the show. So that's what I think of for the year. What about you?
1: I have so many things I did. I feel like growing a though,
0: human.
1: I mean, growing a human, I'm pretty proud of. I don't know. Like when I, when I look back on this year, on the one hand, I feel like, man, I didn't really do all that much. But then on the other hand, I'm like, man, I did a lot of like random one off things. So I guess I'm proud of just kind of sticking with it and not like I'm proud of not like just turning around and going back and getting another corporate job i think that would have been like the easy thing to do even though that's really not what i wanted so i'm glad i didn't do that and um i am proud of i think i'm proud of myself for like being really open with my story about like miscarriages and all that because i think like now that i you know have been talking about all of that whole experience all those experiences for a while it feels like oh yeah of course i'm going to talk about that but when i first started talking about it it was so scary i am proud of myself for being open about that I think that was a big defining part of my year this year was having those conversations and yeah. advocating for myself in that way.
0: And so many people really yeah, so many were people. helped by that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And I was helped by other people, yeah. you know, reaching out. And um, I think like when I think, like I was saying, like when I think about it now, it just feels like, yeah, of course I talked about like, the, like, you know, but trying to have the perspective of like a year ago, I never would have said, you know, talked about that publicly. So. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Speaking of our, episode 300 party we hope everyone comes to our episode 300 party i am terrified that people are not going to show up
1: (laughs) i know joy people will come (laughs) so scared if you if you show mean girls they will come so here's where it's what it's going to do it's going to be at the alamo draft house in Sloan's Lake, not the one in Littleton, the one in Sloan's Lake, which is closer to downtown Denver, if you're unfamiliar.
0: On Colfax Avenue.
1: It will be on Sunday, January 27th from 3 to 6 p.m. We will start right at 3. The, the doors will open right at 3. And we want you to get there 5 or 10 minutes early and line up so that we can get you all in the door. Seated and so you can start and recording right at like 3.10. So we are going to kick off the episode right at 3.10. It will be pretty casual, like you know, you don't need to be like in your seat at three ten. But like, we don't want people arriving at three thirty if you can help it. Yes, you know, we're not going to like kick you out. But the the goal is to have everyone there. And it's distracting start...
0: when we're recording, so please don't be yes. like. <laughs> so don't
1: do that. If like you absolutely cannot make it at three, and you're like, I really want to go, but I can't get there till three thirty. Like, just fine. please
0: come. But yes. just
1: like be the only person who does. that Yeah,
0: just that one person, just, just you the one
1: one person's <laughs> love. And then we're going to record for like 45 minutes or so, and we're going to have a couple of fun special guests, a couple of people coming from out of town we're going to talk to. And then at, right at four, we're going to start Mean Girls. So we're going to watch Mean Girls in the theater together, and it's going to be great. On and the big f- screen. On the big screen. Feel There's free gonna to be shout a- out all the clothes. Yes,
0: we can shout. We can feel be as loud as we want. to
1: wear your pink velour jumpsuit, yes. come in costume.
0: Wear your pink shirt.
1: Yes, wear your pink shirt. Come in Mean Girls costume if you want to. And there's
0: going to be a taco bar. There's
1: going to be a taco bar. Drinks there's are available. Be...
0: If you want to drink alcohol, there's yes. alcohol. The... Everything. You're going to have
1: a little. Do you want a little? Because if you're going to drink, I'd rather you I'd drink rather in the house. I'd rather you drink in the house. We're going to have some giveaways. It's going to be super fun. So here's the thing, though. Because it's a theater, there is limited seating. It's not like where we had it at the gym where you can kind of just pack everyone in. Right. So we are going to sell tickets. And the tickets will include all the, the movie, the, movie and the food, and the, the drink. Food. But no, not,
0: not alcohol but not like, but like soda
1: <laughs> yeah if you want to yeah
0: it's fine um, i'll probably be having a diet coke don't judge me
1: tickets we will start selling tickets let's see this episode is going to come out on the third yep let's say we're going to start selling tickets on the fourth yes so when you hear this tomorrow we'll start selling it. tickets and it's limited seating um i think there's what like 80 spots or something
0: 75
1: 75 yes so it's gonna be great we're gonna have a really good time It's going to be, what what did we say, like 15 bucks? Yep.
0: So not that much. Not that much. Just to cover the movie, your food's included, everything's included, and a live podcast with Joy and Claire. So I think that's a smoking deal, if you ask me. Right.
1: That's like less than it would cost for you to even go see a movie. One
0: movie. Right.
1: In real life without Joy and Claire.
0: Right. (laughs) So
1: (gasps) it's going to be so fun. We're so excited for you guys to come. And, And again, PSA, if you are coming in from out of state on an airplane, Please let us know immediately so we can, so we reserve can make your spot. sure that we reserve your spot because the last thing we want is for you to buy a plane ticket and then there not be a seat for you in the theater.
0: Right. That would be really sad. Or if you sad.
1: haven't bought your plane ticket yet, get your movie ticket first. Just yes. To make get your sure. movie ticket. But if you've we already got your plane meet ticket,
0: you. that would us. be so fun. Yeah. I'm, I'm really so looking forward so to it, but I just am like, I, I hope people show up because I really want to have this whole experience with you guys. Okay. So that's it. Happy new year, everyone happy 2019 send us your words for the year we'd love to hear what you're thinking as far as what you want this year to look like or what you're aiming for and as always thank you for supporting the podcast you can support kettlebellkitchen.com the discount code ggw and here we go 2019